JT the Brick on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. Hour number two, JT here in Orange County, Southern California. Love being here in the jungle. Thanks for joining us on CBS Sports Radio, CBS Sports Net, wherever you're listening on the dial. Greatly appreciate it. Jim will be coming to you from Radio Row or I think the Bellagio. They got a great setup there. It's a CBS Super Bowl, so CBS is going to have an unbelievable opportunity. How about that lottery ticket if you're CBS to get the Vegas Super Bowl? I live in Vegas, been living there for over 20 years, and I'm excited to be there for the Super Bowl. I'll be on Radio Row on Sirius XM, Mad Dog Sports Radio, and Raider Nation Radio all week. If you're coming to Vegas, have a good time, and it will be fantastic. A little bit of rain early in the week as we're getting the weather that Southern California had the other day, uh, heading back to Vegas there, but it should be pretty nice. Everybody coming out. It is the most expensive Super Bowl walk-in ticket of all time. Now, Super Bowl tickets go up like the stock market. Wink, meta today. Goes up big. And then it doesn't reset normally unless what happens at the Super Bowl is you go in and then the day before the market crashes or slows down or goes up. So I've been at Super Bowls in Dallas, Tampa Bay. This is my 26th Super Bowl covering it, and I've been to over 20. And you could see the market crash at the last second and come back down, or you could see it go up. There's no crash here in Vegas. The tickets are insane. I'm a season ticket holder for the Raiders. The tickets are insane for a Raider game. For this, it's going to be magnified times 10. So I had a ticket broker on my show the other day said eight to 9,000 walk-in. Now, of course, people in the know might have a face value ticket. But if you want to get in in the secondary market, it's eight to $9,000 a ticket where you could go on a great vacation to Europe, right? You could pay down your mortgage. You could go in and put a lot of money down on a car. Would you go do that? I would never do that for the Kansas City Chiefs. I would never do that. I would never give this propaganda of what's happening with the Chiefs any of my money. Now, a comp, you know, you sneak JT into the wind club. You know what bottle service is going for in the wind club? You have thousands of dollars for a bottle of tequila. Uh, $250,000 for back row tabletop tables. Million for the boots up front. You think they're going to stack that with some pretty good-looking people in the end zone? They have a nightclub there called the Wind Club, a nightclub in the stadium. And I'm telling you, I do the post-game show and everybody leaves the stadium. The nightclub is still kicking after a Raider game. For the Super Bowl, it's going to be incredible. Usher will perform at halftime. And then it'll be a big deal leading up to it, the Super Parties, all the big events that they're going to have there. But it's, I think the Super Bowl is set up to be a classic. It is. It's set up to be a great game. You don't have a fluke team in here. Like Green Bay beat Dallas, and they had San Francisco beat. They did. Green Bay had San Francisco almost eliminated. So say Green Bay would have got there with Jordan Love. That wouldn't have been a great Super Bowl. It would have been great for the Packers. But you'd have a team there. I, what I dreamed of was Buffalo-Detroit. I want to see Buffalo and Detroit because they both never won. And the Lions had never went to a Super Bowl. I would have liked that matchup, but this has got much more star power. As we talked about in the first hour, the Taylor Swift effect, Kelsey Mahomes, the advertising, all of that, Vegas, the sports and entertainment capital of the world. And then you bring in the 49ers with an opportunity to pick up another chip as Joe Montana and Steve Young are their Super Bowl champions. If Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl as Mr. Irrelevant, 
Follow me here. If he wins this as Mr. Irrelevant, which means he was irrelevant. He was taken in the seventh round, the last pick. Brady was taken in the sixth. Russell Wilson in the third. So we're going into a really unique NFL draft coming up here. I think it's big. There's five quarterbacks or six that could go high. The big three are obviously going to be Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels. In order to get those guys, if you don't have a top three pick, you got to trade up. I've said this on my platforms that I believe Caleb Williams is worth three first-round picks. He's the greatest talent to enter the NFL draft, talent, since Mahomes, and he was better than Mahomes in college. No debate. You cannot debate that. Mahomes at the same age as Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams is better. I'm not saying Caleb's going to be better than Mahomes, but he comes in with that comp. So in order to get Caleb Williams, you have to give up three first-round picks, not two. The whole world would give up two for him. It's three. In order to get Drake May or Jaden Daniels, I think you got to give up two. Two first-round picks seems fair from the, the people I'm talking to about that. And then if you want to move up just a couple of spots, maybe give up a first and a second, or you're going to have to be a little bit unique here. Michael Penix Jr. and Bo Nix are at the Senior Bowl. Michael Penix Jr. is fascinating to me. He throws a great deep ball, he's, but he's had two big injuries, three big injuries, two knees, a shoulder, and they're both going on the age of 24. I got a 22-year-old who's out of college. 22-year-old who's out of college. These guys are 24 going into the NFL year one when their birthdays hit. I'd move up to get Penix. I'd move up to get Bo Nix. I do. I think those guys are really good players. I think you could build around them. Maybe J.J. McCarthy. Could that be something Harbaugh? Harbaugh has no interest. He has uh, Justin Herbert. But what team would go for that? that? Those are the quarterbacks who are going to be available. But Brock Purdy, what happens, everybody, if he wins this Super Bowl, then all the arguments stop about a quarterback when to get him. Now running backs seem to be not irrelevant, but you can get a running back in the third or fourth round. What happens if you could get Tom Brady in the sixth round and Brock Purdy, Super Bowl champ, in the seventh? Are you going to go nuts to trade up to number two to get Drake May? Or are you going to sit there and go, no, we can develop a quarterback in the third or fourth round? This is the one year I would mortgage the franchise to go get one of the top three quarterbacks, whatever it takes. It's two first-round picks. Go for it. Go get those guys. I think Jaden Daniels to the Raiders would be interesting if the Raiders are at 13. I think the Washington Commanders want to trade up to get Caleb Williams because he's from that area. And I don't believe that Caleb Williams wants to play for the Bears at all costs. I don't know if Caleb's going to pull a John Elway or an Eli Manning and demand that he doesn't go for those teams. He might, but you see some of the crap on the internet about Caleb Williams about a month or two ago that he wants to get paid, he wants to have ownership. That was all fake news, and people bought into it. In the society we live in now, people are buying into that. So he's a good kid. He's a good kid, and he's a good player. And again, he's the only player I see in this draft that – should demand a team should demand three first round picks and then that brings me to Justin Fields I like Justin Fields I think he's a good quarterback I said that about Baker Mayfield when Baker Mayfield came into the league and Justin Fields they went to bad teams at the time so they had bad teams so they weren't going to play at the best of their ability look what Baker just did with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers I think the pick is Justin Fields everyone I think you can get Justin Fields in a trade from the Bears and you can start him as a really good running quarterback and develop him with a good OC. Cliff Kingsbury just took that gig today 
The Raiders will wait to make it official, but Cliff Kingsbury's going to the silver and black. You get a good offensive coordinator or one of these offensive coordinators that want to break out and play like more fast tempo, that's a good pick. He can run. He can run well. All you got to do is to get him to check in with the passing game. So I expect him to be out at the Bears and Caleb Williams to maybe maybe give everybody a bit of a hard time with what he's going to do on draft day. 800-636-8686. 800-636-8686. I just told the XR4TI that whoever wins the smack off, I'm not going to fly him to Vegas, but I'm going to take him out. That will be the bookend. I won the first. Whoever wins the 30th, we will break bread at a pretty, pretty cool restaurant that I go off. to. And we'll have that as we are leaning and always talking the smack off when I'm here behind the microphone here. So whoever gets that opportunity to get it going. Uh, we mentioned Jim Harbaugh in the first hour. Damon Bruce is going to join us at the bottom of the hour to talk about the Niners. Here's a little bit of Jim Harbaugh's press conference the other day. I, gotta, I, I told my wife this. Should I tell him? Yes. Yes. Okay, so uh, I want to I want to drive my RV out. I want to drive my RV out and uh, and, and and go to a trailer park, uh, you know, like down by the water or uh, by Disneyland. There'll be two that I've researched that are close to the facility, and uh, I want to Jim Rockford it for the uh, for the for the next uh, couple months until we move to the new facility. That's I have that thought going through my head. <laughs> All right, a little strange there because he's got a lot of work to do, but he wants to take the family cross-country, go to Disneyland, Rockford it, as they're preparing for the draft and free agency. I think that'll go over well with Charger fans and the Spanos family. (laughs) As we take a look at the coaches that have landed in other jobs here, we did that when we opened up the show. There's a lot of coaches that got jobs here over the last two weeks that didn't deserve that job over Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick, I think, deserved any job he wanted. That didn't play out that way. I'm shocked by it. I want to know if you're shocked by it also. And what do you think was the Belichick factor that cost him an opportunity for more interviews? You're telling me Bill Belichick's only shot was to go to the Atlanta Falcons? That was the best-case scenario for Bill bleeping Belichick. The greatest coach of all time didn't get calls. People didn't ask him to come out. Now, do you think they were in fear of him wanting total control of the franchise? Do you think he was in a situation where he had too much power and ownership said, no, we don't want to give you that much power? Or or the most important thing, do you think that Belichick could have given up a little bit of power? I think at any stage in your life, depending on your age, you should be able to give up some power along the way if you've been failing as of late in a job, in any position in life. Look at the coaches that we have up here on the screen here and think one thing to yourself. How does Bill Belichick not have a job and all of these gentlemen have a job? As I said, Antonio Pierce clearly deserved it for the Raiders. He earned the job. But Dan Quinn over Bill Belichick? Dan Quinn, a defensive coordinator, over Bill Belichick, a defensive genius who coached Lawrence Taylor? Lawrence Taylor and won two Super Bowls with the Giants and then won six Super Bowls, and he can't get a job? So if you look at age, some people are talking about his age. That shouldn't be an issue here. So as I sit here today in the jungle, we do not have jobs for Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick. Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel don't have jobs. That is shocking. No one had that in Vegas. No odds maker had that. How did that happen? 
in the jungle, what do you believe costs Belichick the opportunity to get a job? Dive into that at 800-636-8686. I think it had to do with his absolute power. I think he had too much power, and he scared off owners. And he knows all the owners. He's gone to all the owners' meetings. He sat there with them. He's had drinks and broken bread with them, and he still didn't get a chance at an opportunity. Only Atlanta really kicked the tires on him. Let's get out to Chum in San Francisco, who's in the jungle. Chum, what's happening? Thanks for waiting. Yeah, I just wanted to say that, you know, the Niners' weakness is Jake Moody, the kicker, the rookie. Mm -hmm. He shanked one in Cleveland. He missed one last week against Detroit. And uh, so, I mean, he may not cover the spread. And also, let me be the first to hot take that Steph Curry is one year, two years out from retirement. And... uh, War Rockford Files. Thank you. Rockford was a big Raider fan. As you know, Jim Rockford uh, was a huge Raider fan back in the day with Al Davis there, James Garner. Uh, Steph Curry can play as long as he wants. He's a shooter. He's a shooter. He can play and stay as long as he wants. The question is, will he want to stay in the Bay Area? I think he should. His family's there. He's going to have a great run. If you're a Laker fan and want to get into the show today, too, I'd like to hear from you because of the stunt that the Lakers pulled last night with LeBron and AD not playing. I'm not saying that they weren't on the injury report, but, man, that smelled and looked like load management at the highest level. LeBron James would have to be on crutches not to play in Boston at the Garden. LeBron James would have to play. He plays every game he can play. So we know he's officially a little bit banged up. But not to play there last night in Boston as Austin Reeves lit it up and had an unbelievable game. That was shocking. I wasn't paying attention. My sons, both my sons, one who was born in L.A. when we lived out here, big Laker fan. And he put me onto that game last night as I was traveling, as I sat at the Las Vegas airport. Do you ever sit in the Las Vegas airport for three hours? You will see people get so cracked out on those slot machines. They sit there, they got a one-hour delay, and then they flip the board, and the board goes from one hour to 90 minutes, and they literally, like rats, run to the slot machines. So they already got humiliated in Vegas. They already lost most of their money, and they're reaching in for their final 20, and they're feeding those slot machines in Vegas. And people talk about slot machines and casinos. The ones you don't want to play are the ones in the airport. Rat poison. I saw a lot of that yesterday, but I made it here, and I'm in the jungle. Damon Bruce at the bottom of the hour coming up as we continue here, and we'll take your phone calls at 800-636-8686. Excited to talk to Damon about the 49ers. He's been on it. He predicted they'd get this far. i got to give him a lot of credit for that. And also we'll get into show high as I'm here and what the Dodgers have done in the offseason. And your Super Bowl bet. How you bet in the Super Bowl? A lot of people are going to take the Kansas City Chiefs on the money line. I'll give you the best play coming up next as we continue live from Southern California. JT, in for Jim. This is The Jungle. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Back with you in the jungle with the XR4TI. Good to see Cindy and the crew and everyone there. Appreciate everybody. There's a 
Great team to work with, and thanks to everybody welcoming me in again after that long, delayed flight from Vegas. I did not drive. I normally would drive out here to have the vehicle out here, but decided to fly last night, fly out right after the show, back to Vegas where the moving lines, it opened up San Francisco, minus two, and it's still there. So across the board in Vegas, if you're betting the Super Bowl, 49ers minus two, and the total is holding at 47 and a half in this game. So if you're betting the game, I'd like I'd like to hear from you on how you're going to bet it ahead of time. If you're going to bet it now, if you're going to wait till next week, if you like the number, 800-636-8686. Because, look, I don't think there's going to be much of a line move uh, going forward. I don't think so because I think usually the casinos want to bring the Super Bowl in line a little bit more. They get the biggest handle. This will break the biggest handle in the history of Vegas and the sports book here. So there's a lot of money at stake. There's already been a million-dollar bet on the 49ers already in this game. So I don't see it going Niners to three. It could maybe go Niners to two and a half, and I think there's just going to be sharp money that comes in on Kansas City late. And I believe I believe that's what's going to happen. I think when it's going to it might get up to two and a half to three, I think they'll pound it down to two the day of the game here. And there might be some big bets waiting in next week. I think that overall, overall, you're looking at a Super Bowl that has Patrick Mahomes getting money. And I'm not a gambler. I've never placed a bet. How's that? Never placed a bet in my life, but I talk to a tremendous amount of sharps and gamblers here. And on this particular game, I think that if you're a Mahomes fan, you got to sprinkle a little bit. You got to pound a little bit. And, you know, get it going and figure out if you're going to get it going that way. I would I would go out at this point in time and jump on in and bet the Chiefs at this number with Mahomes. I think that's a sharp play. I've talked to a lot of sharps over the last couple of days on this. Most are going to wait till next week because they're thinking that they can maybe get Mahomes getting three or two and a half and they're waiting on that number. So if you're going to bet the game, let me know what you think. Also, Dave Pingalore is going to join us. He just got back to us from KTLA in Los Angeles on the Lakers. He's going to come up here in a little bit. Steven tweets in, JT, I try not to live with hate in my heart, but I hate the Chiefs. This must stop at all costs. I'm with you, and I know all Raider Nation is too. (laughs) Enough of this BS. And I, I do think. I think a lot of this with the Chiefs is BS. I think a lot of it has to do with media manipulation, media manipulation. JT, it would be immaculate if the Chiefs were assigned the Raiders locker room, warm regards, Steeler Nation, Dean and Rochester. They will not. They will be in. There's a bunch of locker rooms in that beautiful stadium. The road team, San Francisco, will be practicing at UNLV all week, but the Chiefs are in the Raiders building all week. And that is rough. The Chiefs are practicing at Raider Mecca. Raider Mecca, which is in Henderson, go Google it, and the Chiefs will be there all week. So they're going to have that. But the uh, the Chiefs will have another locker room. There's a UNLV locker room. There's a Raiderette locker room. They will not be in the Raiders locker room, I can promise you that. Uh, JT, this one, LaBald blames an AD sat out because they want Darvin Ham's head on a swivel. A little bit ruder than that, this. I'm editing this right now as we speak. That backfired last night. However, they need to play and get better play from the role players nightly. V in the fee, who called me the cinder block. I find that a compliment. Isn't a cinder block stronger than a brick? So I take that as a nice compliment. 
And here's one. The Grateful Dead have the deadheads. What do you call a Rush fan like you who have been to 54 Rush shows? Uh, War Alvey's Rush Drops. Pat in Salem, Oregon. Uh, just Getty heads, I think. Getty Lee, who I, I bought Getty Lee's book and big Getty fan there. So good tweets coming in. You can send them in uh, to Jim at Jim Rome or at JT the Brick. Twitter plays a big role on this show. So if you want to jump in and do that, as we're looking at this, my buddy Joe Fortenbaugh is on ESPN right now. And he's talking about the Chiefs money line at the Chiefs plus 107. I don't think that's juicy enough to go money line there. Uh, That's not that bold. The Chiefs getting money, but the Chiefs are getting a plus 107 on this game, which is interesting to me because, again, you're going into a Super Bowl where Mahomes is getting money. The odds to win the Super Bowl MVP, Mahomes at plus 130, Purdy at plus 225. I think that's your play. Betting Purdy to be the Super Bowl MVP because that's that's the play. I mean, if 49ers win the Super Bowl, it's either going to go to Debo Samuels, Christian McCaffrey, and normally they give that to the quarterback. How would that odds work out if you could bet and see that going forward? So Dave Pingalore, kind enough to join us. Is he ready now, guys? He's ready. Great from KTLA. Dave, we reached out to you. Thanks for coming in here because of the, all the talk about initially LeBron potentially being on the trade block. Rich Paul squashes that. But what went on last night with AD and LeBron sitting in the famed Boston Garden? Well, JT, good to, good to be with you again. Yes. It's been, it's, we're, we're, we've been on for years together. Yeah, you've always had me on across when I worked in Orlando yes. and, and here in L.A. But, yeah, uh, well, that that – was a little speculation. He's sitting LeBron last night and AD. Obviously, you know, they're you know in, from an injury standpoint, they did that. Um, but yeah, the, the, with the trade deadline looming here in less than a week now, um, yeah. some NBA peeps of mine, as you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've got a lot of people that I know in the NBA and throughout uh, the sports world of what I do, and they they really believe that uh, he is high on the list. And Rob Planka, the general manager, wants to make a move now. The question question remains will the owner genie bus allow him to make the move because you know lebron sells tickets sells a lot of tickets but for the future of the lakers this deal uh according to my nba uh people Mm -hmm. saying this has to happen for the future of the lakers over the uh, over the long term long term short term you know genie's going to probably want to sell tickets but long term they got to make a deal to get something for lebron if in fact, he is going to leave after this year and opt out of that final year of his contract. All right, let's assume that doesn't happen and they don't trade him. But if they want to at least talk about it and the teams around the league that would want to take a run at LeBron James, I agree with you. The Lakers have no shot at winning a title this year. Zero, as in zero, in my opinion. So to move LeBron James is not the end of the world, but it's going to mean a lot to Laker fans and being, being out of the number two media market. But what type of team would take that run? Because I'm a Knicks fan, as you know, and no one wants to play for my Knicks. No, Durant doesn't want to play. Kyrie doesn't want to play. Kobe, when he was alive, didn't want to play for the Knicks. What would be the top two markets that would be a decent landing spot for LeBron to compete and win? Well, from a standpoint of where if, where he wants to go, where could he? Where, the, the obvious choice, and they and they actually it kind of lines up for a kind of a rental situation mm-hmm. would be Oklahoma City. They've got they got a number of first round draft picks. I know some are protected. Um, they have three players that value add up to his salary. And for the next three months, there's a team that could go win a championship if they have LeBron James on it. Right? Mm-hmm. There's a team right there. And then then he can goes and figures out what he wants to do in the future. But 
the, the Lakers have to do something because they don't have anything from a draft pick standpoint here over the next few years, uh, high draft pick. So they got to go do something or this team is going to not be any good for a number of years. So if you're a Laker fan, you want a deal to happen to get something in exchange for LeBron James, period. That's it. That's according to, that comes also from, you know, people way up in the NBA world that are telling me that. So that, that's the question. Is, is, is Palenka, as a general manager, knows what to do and try to get something done. The question is, does Jeannie Butts want to approve that final deal? Dave Pingalore, as we wrap it up, he's got a TV hit coming up here on LeBron James potentially on the trade block. I've known you a long time. you got good sources. You're not doing this for clickbait. I would agree with you on that. If the Lakers want to do a complete reset, because the talk was about waiting for Bronny. Wait for Bronny. Bronny goes to the NBA. Wherever he gets drafted, LeBron goes. I believe in that, but after Bronny's ailments and what happened to him physically, and looking at him now, he doesn't look like an NBA player anytime soon, I think LeBron's got one more move left. I do, because he's not going to win a ring with the Lakers. He's got one. It's not happening with Denver. I don't see it. Milwaukee, Boston, if he lands with the right team. But, Dave, you're swinging big with this one. because I think well, you, you, know, JT, you, you know me, though. Have yeah, I, I do. You know my record. You know mm-hmm. what I've talked about over the years. Like, and, and the things that I've done when I was in Orlando. Yes. Um, so it, it's not, this isn't clickbait. You know, there's, it's funny the, the reads. Twitter and, and follow this throughout the internet overnight as there, there's a lot of uh, young people that when I, we were talking 15 years ago with, mm-hmm. you know, Dwight Howard situation going to the Lakers and, you know, LeBron going back to Cleveland from Miami, these guys, these kids don't know what was going on 15 years ago. So they're like, who's this guy? I, you know, I've been, you know, me as yeah. well as anybody. Oh, so let me jump in, Dave. Uh, Dave, let me. I, I, that's what I said. You're not a clickbait guy. So I said that. So you're not a guy who needs this clickbait, and I know Correct. it's not. You believe in this with your sources, and I believe in your reporting that there are people in the NBA that are going to contact Jeannie and Palenka and try to trade for LeBron James because it could reset the Lakers. If Jeannie wants to win here going forward and compete against the Clippers and other teams, Denver, the Warriors, Sacramento has a better roster than the Lakers. The best way to do it is moving on from LeBron James in a trade. A hundred percent. And it needs to be done. We'll see what happens here over the next six days. Take care, my friend. I hope to see you soon next time I'm in L.A. There he is. Dave Pingalore from KTLA. Not breaking news, but today, and we appreciate that, today we saw Rich Paul put a squash to this, but Dave Pingalore is a good reporter, and what he's reporting makes sense. Look, if LeBron's not going to win in L.A. with the Lakers and the Laker fans, do you want to have a swan song? You already saw LeBron break the all-time scoring record. That was it, right? That was the last big thing. We've talked about Belichick. What's left for Belichick to break Shula's record? Who cares if he does it in Atlanta, Carolina, wherever? He wants to do it where he can do it quickest. So I don't think LeBron James is going to move on from the Lakers in this cycle. But as Dave Pengelong, who just joined us, told us, if the Lakers want to get good, and they really want to make a splash and rebuild the team with Anthony Davis and some of the pieces, moving LeBron James is absolutely the best way to do it. I don't think it's going to happen, but he's reporting that, and a lot of people are picking up on that. Damon Bruce will join us from San Francisco to talk about the 49ers. He's been on this. Brock Purdy, everybody else, he's nailed it. Looking forward to that conversation coming up next. 800-636-8686. Twitter, at Jim Rome, at JT the Brick. Now it's time for another update.
Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show with guest host JT the Brick on CBS Sports Radio. JT back with you. Listen up, clones. Not all beef jerky's the same. Old Trapper's original, old fashioned teriyaki. Hot and spicy. And peppered all come in a four-ounce bag, so you can sample different flavors to find the best one for you. Ask for Old Trapper by name because there's no other jerky that compares to Old Trapper. What's your beef? Huge email, which we'll get to. I was calling Jim originally back in the day when I won the first smack off. There was no email. That's how long ago this was, and I'll see Jim and the crew will be in Vegas for Radio Row coming up next week. Jim's got a huge setup there. It'll be fantastic. Look at this setup for Damon Bruce, who's now a YouTube sensation, one of the best sports talk hosts in America, and a guy who had this Niner train right all along. D. Bruce, good to see you. How are you? And man, the Niners going to the Super Bowl. You saw it coming. Great to see you. Look, the expectations could not have been higher. You go to two straight NFC championship games. Everyone's saying you better make your third. Now that you got your healthy quarterback situation locked, loaded and ready to go. The umbrella of pressure that is over every NFL team to play well and reach the Super Bowl is immense for the 49ers. It was nearly suffocating. And I'll tell you, they have played two of their worst football games of the year in the postseason. So Niners fans are certainly hoping JT that the pendulum towards the system, the machine coming to life once again against Kansas City is what everybody's hoping for. And if it does happen, yes, the Niners can win this Super Bowl. How low did it get when they lost the three in a row and it looked like the wheels were coming off? I know there were injuries that were banged up, but the questioning coming out of the Bay Area, Brock Purdy, how tough was it for Purdy at that point? It's funny. You go back and you look at it in hindsight. Those were actually better losses than they felt in real yes. time that brought them right to the bye week. And they've gotten, you know, they, they really circled the wagons in the bye week, came out with a statement win against Jacksonville and then kept on making statements right through that Philadelphia game that everybody circled as a, a litmus test of the entire year. Um, but look, NFL fans grip hard over everything. You punt. And all of a sudden, the coach should be fired. So a three-game losing streak, you know, was uh, was an unwelcome guest in a year with such high expectations. But, hey, just to put two months together of good football is a hard thing to do in this league. A couple of five-game winning streaks, a three-game losing streak tucked in the middle there. It's not really that abstract. It isn't. There's, you know, I don't think there's 17-0 available in this league anymore. There's too much talent out here, JT. So uh, it was it was a hey, everybody needs to get this right moment. And then since then, they've gotten it right. Damon Bruce is our guest in San Francisco. We'll tell you about his YouTube, the plus. Damon Bruce Plus coming up here in a bit. So for Purdy, the way he ran when I watched that last game, because I thought they were beatable, as you said, in the last two games, they did not play great football. But when the game was on the line and Dan Campbell was making mistakes, Purdy was running the football on top of throwing it. I was blown away on how physically he was running, diving forward, picking up first downs. He showed me a lot of class, a lot of clutch at that point in the game. Were those system scrambles? Is that a game management scramble? Does that fit everyone's 
uh, qualifications to whatever he is or isn't. Look, I've been talking about this guy all year, and if we're all sitting down for create a player on Madden, you don't create a player that looks like Purdy, but you hope that he plays like Purdy once you do. Create him. This guy sees the field. He has instincts. He feels a pocket. You know, this notion that Brock Purdy's only good because of the situation he's in, and look, I'm a big subscriber to no one can really be much better than the situation that they're in. It's tough out there in this league, but I think he's got translatable skills. It, does he have the Carolina Panthers in the Super Bowl? Absolutely not. But I don't think Patrick Mahomes would have had the Carolina Panthers in the Super Bowl either. He sees the field. He processes. He gets to his third read. He's got incredible poise in the pocket. JT, when you when you zoom in on that camera from behind the defense, his eyes are never on the defensive line. They're always downfield. He has been yeah. coached right. His footwork is immaculate. So, you know, it's easy to look at him and dismiss him. You know, the NFL has given permission for everyone in the media to make fun of Mr. Irrelevant. So it's a tough place to start from. But, boy, is he, has he met the expectations, if not blown them out of the water? Damon Bruce is our guest on CBS Sports Radio. I, I can't criticize him anymore. In the beginning, it was easy. God, it was low-hanging fruit. Brock Purdy? Eventually, he's going to come back to earth. He's Mr. Irrelevant, all that. Then you see him win games. And, you know, I followed Jimmy Garoppolo, who I thought was a very good quarterback. He won a lot of games in this league in that system there. So I thought it would take a while for him to be as good as Jimmy. He surpassed Jimmy Garoppolo, who played in the Super Bowl. But I think this comes down, Damon. Let's switch to defense with the Niners linebackers. They've got to put their hands on Kelsey. I thought Baltimore would do that. They didn't do it. The Niners aren't going to be stupid enough not to double-team Kelsey and get physical with him, right? Because Baltimore didn't do it, and a lot of other teams don't do it. I think the key to the game is the Niners in the first quarter telling Kelsey, you're out of the game. You want to run it with Pacheco, you want to throw it outside, go ahead and do it. But we're taking Kelsey out of the game. If it were easier to do, it would be done, right? And I've heard you, I've known you for years, and no one has preached the gospel of don't give Kelsey a free release more than you, my friend. And uh, the Niners need to take your gospel and go with it. You cannot let him just come off the line. It's amazing how often this guy's just sitting down in his zone and there's no one around him within eight yards. It's just, it's how do you lose track of Kelsey? It's like, how do you lose track of Steph Curry? You got to keep your eye on that guy at all times. Uh, Kelsey and Rashi Rice have 43 of the Chiefs' 70 catches so far in this postseason. That's like 61% of all air traffic basically goes to two guys. I really believe that Fred Warner, who is the best all-around linebacker in football because of how well he plays against the pass, if I'm Steve Wilkes, I'm walking up to Fred Warner and just saying, I don't care if you make a single tackle on a running back today. What you need to do is stick to Travis Kelsey. If he goes to the bathroom, I want you in the stall next to him. If he goes to the water boy, you got to know what flavor water he's also drinking there. Uh, obviously, water doesn't come in flavors, but you know what I mean. Uh, it, 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 you got to bracket Kelsey. I, here's the thing. The 49ers have my permission to lose this Super Bowl, but not because yes. Travis Kelsey had catches on 16 targets for 133 yards and four touchdowns that can't be the way you go out in this super bowl that can't be he is the job number one to stop and if you do all of a sudden patrick mahomes's options are limited he does not trust 
the vast majority of guys on that team. And the stats have reflected that all year. Wrapping it up with Damon Bruce. So the big topic is I open the show here in the jungle. I'm going back to Vegas. Right after the show, you'll be out there. Is Raider Nation's freaking out. This is our nightmare. Nightmare scenario. This is the worst set of cards, the worst deal you could ever have. Mahomes in our building, in our stadium. The Niners come back. You know, and I don't hate the Niners. You know me a long time. Raider fans do. But I think that you won't believe how many people are now pulling for the 49ers who don't like the 49ers and root against them 95% of the time because of this everything from Taylor Swift to the television commercials to the overextension of Mahomes and Andy Reid and Kelsey's brand on TV. We cannot allow Kansas City to win this game. I repeat, we cannot allow Kansas City to win. So normally I'm not holding a Niner flag here. But the other side is devastating for a lot of people, not just in Vegas, but all over the country. Do you agree? What's the choice? How would you rather (laughs) take your medicine, right? Would you rather it be your former geographical rival or your historic arch rival? I think I would go with my, I'd rather the former geographical rival win than the hated arch rival. So maybe this is the, the, the final Kiss goodbye from the Bay Area to Mark Davis. You left, but we got one more kiss on your forehead for you. Going to stop the Chiefs from having the biggest win ever in Allegiant Stadium. If the Niners can do that for Mark Davis, we all want muffin baskets up here. You'll get muffins. Uh, Finally, you built out the YouTube page. It's building. (laughs) You saw this coming in sports radio. I've known you a long time. Tell everybody how they could subscribe to your YouTube channel. It's real simple. Like and subscribe. I can't believe as a broadcaster, after 18 years on the air, I have to say something like, click like and subscribe. But here we are. It is the future. And uh, the channel is growing spectacularly. I'll say this. If you're going to launch a YouTube channel, make sure that the team that you spend most of your time cover goes to the Super Bowl. (laughs) It can only help things out. Damon Bruce Plus is where you can find me on YouTube. The podcast is available anywhere you download your podcast. Thank you so much for helping me plug that, JT. You've been an incredible help in my career, as has Jim. The first time I ever got flipped the keys to the Ferrari that is the Jim Rome show. Uh, It certainly changed the arc of my career. Your career is intertwined with this. So thank you very much. I can't wait to see everybody in Las Vegas. We'll be providing great content. And it won't just be from the row. It will be from all over the strip. And it's going to be a a fantastic time. Damon Bruce Plus. Jungle, help your brother out. Like and subscribe. You got it, buddy. Take care. Good to see you. I'll see you next week. You got it. There he is, Damon Bruce. Good guy. And he had a little bit of a roadblock put in his career, and he went right through it. I'm also on YouTube, JT the Brick, YT for YouTube. JT the Brick, YT. I put a lot of content now. Just launched that channel, too, and a lot of people are going in that direction. You know, when I started in sports radio, I started in the jungle. By winning the smack off, I was a stockbroker at Merrill Lynch in La Jolla, and I had a pretty good job going. Watch the movie, Walt, watch the movie. The, the movie that shows my entire career is Boiler Room. It was about the group of guys I worked with, not Wolf of Wall Street. Go back and watch Boiler Room. Anyway, when I went to Merrill Lynch in La Jolla and won the smack off, uh, that changed my life. And I had an opportunity to stay in stocks and bonds, which was going to do really well. 
or to jump in and start from scratch on radio. And it started with this show. And if I didn't have the name from winning that first smack off, I never would have got it. I had to take cassette tapes up to L.A. And the next thing you know, six months later, I'm co-hosting the Pete Rose show. That was my big break. Shout out to Pete Rose, who gave me my first big break, the all-time hit king. Sports Fan Radio Network, 17 and a half years at Fox Sports Radio, and then ever since on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM, 82. But it all came through the jungle. So as we talk about winning the smack off and what could happen, for most people, they just want to stay in their lives and do their jobs, which you should. A lot of successful people have won the smack off. But it's really the only contest that really has been a launching pad for sports talk radio. As I always said, now we're not in the business of working to be in sports radio. You get on a show and you just sit in the background and become a clapper. You just clap on some of the shows. These guys are the opposite of that. These guys on the XR4TI are awesome. They grind. And I want to say this again. I've been around a lot of radio in my career. A lot. All through gym. These guys work and grind. I mean around the clock part of their job and they should be very proud of what they do but if you do want to get into radio now don't do overnights like i did just become a clapper wear a hat and just sit in the background and be made fun of and then you can get into sports radio and cut the line should write a book how to cut the line in media give a good advice to some two hours flew by i'm not driving back so i'm flying back really i love this airport man it's in and out, right? I mean, this airport is incredible. For years, I flew out of Burbank when I lived in Sherman Oaks. But John Wayne, yes, a shout out to John Wayne in the airport. It is fabulous on the way. One more hour to go, and then I'm live from Radio Row. And I know that CBS and their compound, I know where they're staying off the record. I know where they're broadcasting from. It is going to be big. And Jim's going to have some big, big background views behind him. So you're going to have a lot of fun. If you're coming out to Vegas, you need any advice on Sin City from $1,200 bottles of Tito's that should cost 35 how to get deals, where to go, where to go to restaurants, hit me up at JT The Brick. A lot of Rush fans coming in on my Twitter feed at JT The Brick. One more hour to go. Nate Taylor will join us covering the Chiefs. Coming up on the other side, it is great as always to be in the jungle.